Okay, can I start? Welcome to episode 24 of The Fellowship. I'm 20... your host. Four? Yes. Four. And by the way, new world record for interrupting yeah. me. <laughs> episode 24 of The Fellowship. We have such a great guest coming up. We'll introduce him in just a second. My name is Adam Hawk, your host. My resident guest, Ryan Inglis, here. How the hell is everybody? Well, they can't answer you because they're watching through a screen uh, on YouTube. Live the tape. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You're just throwing out words, <laughs> throwing out jargon you hear. You want to say post-production? Hey, uh, players play. Yeah, yeah, okay. Again, throwing out words. Appreciate it very much. Just like that and let me take care of the uh, heavy lifting. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we appreciate it. And we don't do a good enough job of this, but if you could, and we hate to ask, just press the subscribe button. It's free for you. It's one click, and it does a world of wonder for us. In fact, recently... We achieved a milestone in YouTube, 4,000 watch hours, 1,000 subscribers. The channel is now officially monetized. And I checked today. How much did we make? I think you're going to be very happy to hear this. I was surprised. We have made exactly $9 Whoa! on YouTube. So, That's almost Taco Bell. It, almost, almost. And if, well, if we don't get a drink, probably Taco Bell. But if you want to help us out, just press subscribe. We can, let's just get this thing to 10 bucks together, okay? Yeah. That's the new slogan of the show. Well, $10. unfortunately, along with that $9 comes 9% inflation. So yeah, we well, won't get into that. Yeah, but, you know. well, that's another show. <laughs> I do want to say a special thank you to Baywood Makery. Baywood Makery dropped off these coasters that we're using. You can't see them because they're laying flat on a table. But check this out. Smoking Tom right on this uh, beautiful, uh, what would you call this? What color would you call this? Slate. slate. I heard slate from the audience. Slate. Yes. Graphite. Graphite. I was thinking graphite as well. Goes with the shaft. Go. Yeah. Well, your iron shafts. Okay. I don't know anything about what you're talking about, <laughs> but we do have a gearhead coming on today who can set. That me was straight. my first dig of the day. Yeah. Well, thank you to Kinda Baywood like Makery and uh, Patrick. If you wouldn't mind, in post production, putting the Baywood Makery Instagram handle right here. Uh, and we appreciate these coasters. You did that in a previous episode yeah. when uh, we were talking when we were doing thanks the game for, show. Thanks for keeping such a close tab on everything I do. You I, got it. I don't know where I'd be without you. Um, let's talk about you for a second before we get to our guest. You just recently put a new slash old driver back into the bag. Uh, you were very excited about this driver. You came in. You showed it to me. I think you went through a speech about how for the last two years you've been getting by. I finally came to grips and the first step is becoming honest with yourself, right? Yeah, um, first step is admitting. Ad admitting, and uh, I admitted a couple things in that. One being that I have become over the last three or four years an absolutely horrendous driver of the golf ball. Um, not only is it not long, but it's not straight either. So you were talking about driving the golf ball. Driving the golf. Got ball. it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, I still had this vision of how I used to swing with a flat belly, with speed and and athletic grace. Mm. And so I was buying drivers that maybe someone a little better than I am should be buying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I finally said, you know what? This is bullshit. And I gave myself a good, honest, honest try at looking at what's out there today, and for me, like performance is cool, and we need it, but it's got to be aesthetically pleasing, you know. Um, I just, I it, it, there has to be a slight bit of bag candy factor to it, and I have to be able to just look at it at a dress and just feel really good about things, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And that's not only just the colors and shit, but just, you know, the way it sits and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, I just said, fuck it, man. When was I driving it good? And I went back and got this old Cleveland classic driver that I used to hit the shit out of. Um, and it was predictable. It always had like a baby cut. I, I, I really couldn't hook it um, for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, and I found one on eBay that was mint condition for $81. Wow. Thing came in the mail. Yep. And it had a uh, special edition Miyazaki shaft. And I was like, this is interesting. You made fun of it because it had, looks like a, you know, which it was interesting that you made fun of it because it reminded me of some of your favorite movies, Fast and the Furious. Looked like someone from Fast and the Furious tagged this thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, it looked uh, like the decal on the, like the underskirt of a Honda Civic. And yeah. the uh, the powers of the algorithms of uh, eBay's marketplace mm-hmm. put that shaft in front of me, and it's a limited edition uh, Japanese artist, and that shaft sells for five hundred dollars. Wow, <laughs> excellent. So, uh, not that I'm going to sell it. Yep. You know, but um, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I took it out for the first time. I did better, um, and I think the club is better for me. However, that still doesn't change the old uh, Indian or the Arrow thing. Um, I have some shit I need to work on. But the good news is I am working on it. So Yeah, well, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And uh, you'll have to keep the audience apprised of how this progress goes. Yeah, well, I've never been a range guy. I've never been a warm-up guy. I've never mm-hmm. been a beatballs guy. Um, but my wife is really into the, like, mechanics of the golf swing she's you know she's got that really like you know mind for it mm-hmm. and we've been going to the driving range down by our house because they you know have the lights on they're open till 10 so we put the baby down they play music have a couple drinks and hit it and i've actually kind of been enjoying that because it's like more my speed yeah you know sounds good um and it just kind of re- reminds you how bad you are at golf right <laughs> yeah fair enough You're like, fuck man yeah well good luck with that Let's switch gears for a second um, and talk about me. So today I realized... Can't wait. Yeah. Today I realized something very interesting. Um, Having kids, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. You have a one-and-a-half-year-old, about? Roughly, yeah. Um, Having kids allows you to relive your childhood as an adult, and you'll experience this as Palmer gets older, but... Like, I don't go to the grocery store. My wife does that while we're doing this. God Would bless have never her. guessed. God bless her for it. And uh, it's not a misogynistic thing. It's just how the roles have worked out. So I don't really keep tabs. And you're not good at, you know, driving, parking, using your hands. So I don't really keep tabs on the food that comes in and out of the house, but I certainly do eat it. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's a grab bag every time I open up the pantry. And when I opened up the pantry this morning, I saw something that I haven't seen in 25 years. And that was a box of Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now is my daughter's entering the age where she likes cereal for breakfast. You know, you're no longer doing the the oatmeal, uh, the stuff that kids can't, you know, choke on. So now there's cereal in the house. Um, when is the last time you had a bowl of cereal to start your day? God. Ages. Ages. So, Ages. So I mean, nowadays it's like there's granola in the house. Yeah. So every now and then you'll have like granola with milk, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite the same. Yeah, I would say that when I opened up the pantry today, it was like walking through a time machine. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Are Matt. the boxes still cool? No, they're not. The The leprechaun looks a lot different. He's a lot more computer animated. Um, the marshmallows have just, they're insane now. Yeah. But I couldn't wait to dive into this because 25 years since I had a bowl of Lucky Charms. And uh, I had a bowl of Lucky Charms. 
And it got me thinking about my top five cereals of all time because now I'm going to enter this world and I can now influence the grocery store list. If I know we're going to be a cereal family again, then I can start to, you know, write down on the list what kind of cereal we should get. You're so, like a Raisin Bran guy to me. Well, Raisin Bran, a lot of fiber. It'll get yeah. get the bowels moving, if you will. What's the other one that, like, is with a raisin and it's like little pebbles and it's just like... Oh, uh, uh, what is that? that one? Grape you, you, grape nuts. Grape, grape nuts. The <laughs> audience participation nuts. is fantastic. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So it got me thinking, and Patrick, feel free to... That's add, old school, Feel dude. free to add some post-production into this. Yeah. I want to run down my top five breakfast cereals, five to one. Are you ready? Number five on this list, Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. Love some Apple Jacks. Yeah. Very, uh, it's a sweet cereal, but not too sweet. You can have a lot of it and not feel like you're going to die. That's number five. Number four, Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles turns your milk into chocolate milk. It dunks on Fruity Pebbles. Big Cocoa Pebbles guy. Number three, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Those are good. Don't think you can argue with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number two, Reese's Puffs. A little too new school for me, but Is I'll, that right? I'll let that slide, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Reese's Puffs guy. My number one favorite cereal of all time, uh, and after four sweet cereals, you might not expect this, Honey Bunches of Oats. That's just, that's a, that's that's goat territory. Yeah, you know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's goat territory. Okay, I'm glad that you agree. Honey is the key, is the key. To everything. Um, yeah, you know, everything cereals. else is sugar. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now that we're thinking of this, because I have my list here. And um, we'll get to it, but I do want to say one thing about the Honey Bunches of Oats. I might divide the Red Sea here with Moses' staff on accident. I am not down with the honey bunches of oats with almonds. I like it without. And here's why. The almond is a beautiful nut that should be as crunchy. What? The almond. Uh-huh. Go ahead, look at like the spelling. Like Alvin and the chickmunks? Like chickmunks? No, they were guys. <laughs> the, the chipmunks were dudes. Uh, the almond sliced is an atrocity to the nut itself. I knew that this was all coming to some horrible take. Give like, me. It wasn't about the cereal for the viewers at home. This is Hawks. This was his angle. He wanted to get. He really wanted to get this sliced almond thing yeah. off of his chest. So and go I ahead. Did. But give me the tell honey, the viewers give me about the honey the bunches of oats straight up. Give me the yeah. golden box, not the. What blue about box. the dehydrated strawberries? Are you down with those? Uh, yeah, sure. Give me some of those. Yeah. That 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 went in the special cave of strawberries. Uh, they don't have that honey bunches. I'm sure they got very probably. Now you've heard my list. Let's get to yours. Five. You want five? Five up? Yes. We want to descend in order. Five. Four letters. Pops. <laughs> Pops. Pops are grinds, dude. Yeah, okay. Pops are grinds. Um, four, Frosted Flakes, and we know why. Yeah, they're great. They're great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I've got Honey Bunches of Oats at three. Very good. So they know? cracked both of our top and fives. Then, and then now we're getting into the goat territory. Okay. Two, Frosted Mini Wheats. Is that you right? Just, I mean, mm. Frosted Mini Wheats, they're like little, little cakes. Yeah. Little mm -hmm. weedy cakes sure. that just soak up the milk and yep. the frosted side so so dank. And then number one of all time, I mean, let's just cut the bullshit, cut the cut the gimmicks, you know. Yeah. Like the 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 characters, all that stuff, although this does have a character too. Um, Honey Nut Cheerios, number one. Ah, oh, very good. You know? Very good. Honey Nut Cheerios are the best. It's the best cereal overall, mm -hmm. if you're gonna be honest with yourself. Only problem with honey nut Cheerios is the Honey Nut Cheerios belches smell like death on earth. 
I don't know why that a, that a sweet, scrumptious cereal it, yeah. smells so bad coming back out. Is that right? But it's almost like it does like a tuna fish metamorphosis. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you, you, you could be in the car and be like, damn dog, did you have Honey Nut Cheerios this <laughs> yeah. morning? That smells like shit, you know? Yes. So I, I appreciate your list. I like your list a lot, um, and I'm glad that we got to have this conversation. And in a couple of years, you'll be noticing more and more cereals making their way back into your pantry. I'm going to throw one at you that's probably been canceled, um, maybe not for cultural appropriation, but maybe just for, like, health reasons. Cookie Crisp? No. Sugar Smacks. Oh, yeah. Bro, it Sugar a, Smacks yeah. slaps. Yeah, dude. absolutely. I don't and, even know what they are. Yeah. They look like little fucking peanuts cut in half, just yeah. like... Glazed over yeah. with, I mean, sugars in the name yes. for crying out loud. Yeah, you know, very so, good. Well, I'm happy to be back in the cereal uh, genre. I'm excited for you to get back into it as well, and I'm excited to talk to today's guest. He is a custom club builder and restorer. He is a meme lord. He is Chris from Custom Clubs. Chris, come, come on, on down. Down. Yeah. About that. yeah, I never clap because I know someone's gonna clap for me. Very good. You know what I mean? Very good. Uh, make yourself at home. Uh, Thanks no, for man. being here. Thank you for having me. Brought your own uh, vodka cranberry. Ah, uh, it's a Red Bull. Okay, <laughs> very good. A little ready beat. Uh, that's uh, been a staple in our fridge for uh, quite a while. We recently switched to the sugar-free Red Bull mm -hmm. just well, because. Recently, we haven't bought any because. Uh, we're broke right now. <laughs> Times so, are tough. Yeah. But when we're doing around. good, we're really splurging on the Walmart runs, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, well, God, appreciate you being here. Right? Mm. Aren't they outstanding? Mm. What, what are you smoking? These are the Jazz, the black and mild. Um, I've been a smoker like most of my adult life, mm. whether it was um, like unfiltered cigarettes or uh, cigars. I've I've always had a, I just have an addictive personality. Mm. I love that. Yeah, you're Same. sitting Thank in you. monks to addicts. Yeah. I, I feel so. like we should have, we should be in a circle. Addicts or... Adam, you're special. You're special. Yeah. I like the word professional. Special. Yes. You know? um, let me tell you, because this is the first time we've met, let me tell you about the perception that I have of you from Instagram, and you can tell me how close the perception is to sure. reality. Yeah. I wrote it down. Uh, guy with a super smooth swing who doesn't swing hard, equipment junkie, wears short sleeve button-ups to play golf. Yeah, which, love that style. So, thank you. And who makes fun of a lot of people via original memes. Yeah. Perception is reality? Pretty much 100%. Excellent. Okay, well, yeah. I'm, so you you are presenting yourself accurately on the internet. There's, It's not a character. It's, uh, it's man, I spent so long concerned about what people thought of me, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I spent probably like the first six months of Instagram trying to figure out what I should be or, you know, how to, you know, portray what I wanted to, and then I just realized I should just do that and just just be you yeah stop yeah. stop thinking about it yeah. and just don't worry about if people like it or not if people don't then i, I would post the same if i had 500 or 500,000 followers it would make a difference yeah i love that um we're gonna get into your journey and golf and everything but because we just did have a uh, pretty elaborate conversation on our favorite cereals i don't need a top five list from you but what is your favorite all-time cereal i can do a top five. Oh, yeah. oh let's do it baby oh i've already done that before <laughs> yeah. um i would say Frosted Flakes, number mm. five, because it's just solid. You can yeah. pick it anytime. God, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. 
Um, I would say like Honey Smacks, mm-hmm. I, which I think is like a uh, kind of dir- yeah, yeah. yeah. Of the original that. was sugar, and then yeah. I think they changed the honey because sugar was a bit of yeah, <laughs> like the, the Honey Smack with the frog on the yeah, it's like the, the front. pissed off frog. Um, yeah. And then when I was a kid, uh, my mom never wanted to buy like the name brand cereal. We bought like the ten pound pack or whatever. Yeah, the one that looked yeah, like man. it. Yeah, the one yeah. that looked like it, but wasn't. And yeah. I will uh, argue with anyone that, that those those frosted mini wheats are better than, than the, the regular one. Yes. How about that? Mm. Yeah. So I I would argue that, and then I'll say. Honey Nut Cheerios, right up there. Mm. I, I even like the standard Cheerios, too. I do, too. Yeah. Um, I do, too, in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, I mean, like, bananas in there or something mm-hmm. to kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Or just a couple spoonfuls of sugar. Yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> You've yeah. given us four. We're down to your number one. Uh, I would say my number one favorite cereal. I I, th- I think I'm going to have to go with the goat of Honey, uh, of, uh, honey Bunch of Oats. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that, that's, that's totally... I, I feel like the top three could just be ever-changing. You know what I mean? Just rotate them in and out, and you can't Because go if wrong. you're really a cereal connoisseur, or you're really buying one, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get two or three boxes and alternate. I mean, you I know could what I mean? flop in cinnamon toast crunch. You couldn't yeah. you though? Yeah, or or even that French toast crunch. Oh, had that. give that me a break! Fucking sinful. And you know how all these hipster like yogurt shops now? You can put like those yeah. sugary cereals mm-hmm. on top and stuff. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it's very I appreciate nice. that. Yeah, about I the do too. Shops. Um, you do have quite an extensive and very interesting story in the game of golf yeah. and it started young yeah so i do kind of want i want i want to tell that entire story but let's just tell it in bits and pieces start with the beginning how, how did you get started in golf and what did that look like for you um one of my aunts i come from a very large family on my mom's side it's uh, 11 kids wow and um my mom was in school a lot uh, my mom has four college degrees so wow yeah Nice. What a fucking loser, right? right? <laughs> Anyways, so um, my mom has like four colleges. She's got an administrator's degree, a master's degree, a BA, a business degree. Good for uh, her. Right. So she's a 25-year teacher. So um, she wasn't really home a lot when I was a kid. She was in school, but luckily I was raised by like my grandparents and my aunts too. So uh, one of my aunts just bought me like a plastic set and noticed that I kind of had a natural ability to hit the ball straight. Mm. And... Um, you can give that shit up. Focus on golf. golf. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I've never like uh, swung, you know, like a, another kind of like apparatus. I've never swung really like a baseball bat or yeah, like mm-hmm. um, like so, a tennis racket. Yeah. No, I, I mean like it just uh, as a kid, uh, maybe in PE or something, but mm-hmm. never competitively. The only sport I've ever played is golf. Mm. Um, so I started at three with my first little sweet set of pin seekers. Mm. Bitch, I still have mm-hmm. them. Nice. I still have them. Um, and um, from there, uh, I started competitively about um, 11, 12, or 13, can't really remember which, mm-hmm. seventh grade-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was never really great. Uh, I had two really great seasons in high school and two really terrible seasons in high school. Um, I'm starting to think that the second poor season was because of marijuana. Mm. Marijuana pot. Yes. For the viewers at home. How yeah. many pots have you smoked? Yeah, <laughs> I smoked. I smoked a lot of pots. Then you smoked a lot of marijuana pot. I did, and, and uh, uh, it didn't do my golf game any justice at all. Uh, now it does. Weed uh, knocked you out um, mm-hmm. of a good high school season. Yeah. What happened after high school with golf? Um, so I tried to do a little bit of the USGA amateur mm. um, here in the Southern California region. Um, I was like three or four tournaments in. I think I had carded. Aren't those tournaments boring as hell? Dude, I think I had carded like uh, a 79, an 83, an 86, and like an 89. Yeah. And I was on like my fourth round at Lakewood, right right over there in Long Beach. I was on like the 
14th hole. I had just tripled 13 and doubled the hole before. Feeling good. Uh, dude, like I looked over at my bag and I was like, I just walked off. Yeah, I quit. Yeah, I just, I walked off and uh, I I was already in a trade. I was already working for a, for a Irvine. Com competitive golf will it just drained me. It will break yeah. whatever spirits you have left. I, it just, it was a yeah. really humbling experience. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that I needed it mm -hmm. um, because I was such a competitive high school mm -hmm. golfer. And then once I realized how terrible I was actually on the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. um, I just realized I couldn't put it all together yeah. at once. Yeah. You know, I, I would hit great shots, you know, and I would be even through 11. And then my blow up holes were just so terrible that mm -hmm. I just couldn't continue to yeah. string shots together mentally yeah. it was hard to stand over it and not expect the worst i guess it, it, it a testament to the game though is is it's it's a life lifelong definitely pursuit right? i always knew that i would so come you, back exactly to it. that's why sometimes you know if you get a little off the rails it's it's good to take a little break that smells been done yeah. Yeah. yeah uh free, free cuba, cuba. Yeah. <laughs> free him yeah, I've I've told uh, many people you are not a golfer unless you've quit the game two or three times. Oh man, I think I'm Brett Favre with golf. Just <laughs> retire, come back, retire, come without back. the dick pics. Right? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, I think uh, once I went uh, to an industrial trade, yeah. I really became like a weekend warrior again mm -hmm. and uh, really, fell in love with it. But I I fell in love with the dishonesty of it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't uh, honest with myself at that time. I still thought that I had the mustard. Mm. of a low handicap high school competitive golfer mm -hmm. but really what i was doing was just not counting everything yeah and yeah. still coming out okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Fudging you know, the and so uh i actually played with uh just one of my friends joel who's like probably a 12 or a 13 or 14 handicap and um he he looked at my scorecard at the end of it and he was like i just wanted you to know that i took your score and this is the difference and it was a difference of like seven or eight strokes mm. yeah and he was like, you're not being honest with yourself. Wow. And it takes, if you want to be where you were, you know, it's not like you don't have the mustard seed in you. It's just not ground up yet. Yeah. You just. Wow, great analogy there. You know, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And you just don't have the salt until you earn it, mm. you know? Mm. And I just feel like I needed to earn it again, mm -hmm. really come back down and be mm -hmm. honest with myself mm -hmm. and humble myself. Mm -hmm. When Joel did this yeah. to you, when he called you, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say called you out, but say, hey. Here's what it you're sounded taking. like you did it in a really gentlemanly yeah. way. Yeah, he? he's, he's a really straight up. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, I was gonna ask. You know, when someone says, "Here's what you're taking, and here's what you're really, mm -hmm. you know, carding," did that? How did you receive that? Um, I've always taken constructive criticism really well. Mm. Um, so to me, I took that as someone who honestly cared about. Good for you. Yeah, I, I took I took that as someone who honestly cared mm. about the way I felt about golf and my relationship with golf, which, yeah. to be completely honest, wasn't as healthy as it could be. Right. So um, I really feel like that was instrumental and vital to me, you know, sitting in front of you as an honest eight and a half nine handicap. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now we're we're post high school, we're post you trying to play on USGA qualifiers and all mm -hmm. that stuff, and and now you've been called out. In, in a constructive way, yeah. you take it really well, and you're like, okay, now I'm going to become honest with the game. What happened then? Man, I, I probably carded like 14 or 15 rounds as plus 12, plus 14, plus 15, plus 16. Mm. I mean, hell, just as mm -hmm. of recently, like Goose Creek, I think I shot a 90. Yeah. You know? There are just days like that where I don't try and make any drastic changes on the course. Mm. Um, 
I'll just card the round and take it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take my notes of what I can, you know, what went wrong and where, mm-hmm. and you know, just try and come back from that constructively. I don't really think that um, making crazy changes on the golf course to improve, you know, how you feel on the drive home is it's not it's not it's not healthy for you mm-hmm. you know like you should just understand that when you're plus seven through nine mm-hmm. that your day is just going to be a plus 13 day and yeah. that's and that's okay you yeah. know you you don't have to shoot you know low every time right there's yeah. there's no such thing that's I, what's so I've great gotten to it. a yep. place now where it's like in the moment yeah i'll be maybe not as good of a version of myself sure. but i won't bring the people down around me but i'll definitely like you know, tighten up a little bit and be somewhat discouraged. Sure. But I just look at it like I just split it up in the nines now. So it's like I'm trying to survive the front. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the other day I was, four, I, was, I was four over yeah. Yeah. four over through the first four, and it was kind of like a couple squirrely shots, but a couple bad breaks, but it's just like you know how it is. Yeah. Once, once the fucking ball starts rolling down the hill, you're like, oh, my God, I'm trying so hard right now. Yeah. Like pars feel like eagles. I think a part of it is that I just – I stopped trying yeah. so much. And yeah. a lot of that, I think, is just maturity mm-hmm. in the game and being a lifelong golfer. I think that you see so many different sides of your game and so many periods of up and so many periods mm-hmm. of down that I think once you've seen three ups and three downs, you pretty much just accept that this is yeah. just the way that the game is. And yeah, it's a game. I, I mean, like, if, if you want to compare yourself to a great, you know, like if you look at, you know, Tiger, who didn't miss, you know, one cut, I think like 146 cuts or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah something outrageous and egregious like that but then also didn't win anything for 10 years yeah Yeah. so there's that stat too great point there was that stat too when he was you know at the peak there you borrow that when you're done Mm -hmm. um something about three foot putts and it was like i can't remember the stat exactly but it was astronomical yeah like the last in professional tournament play three footer that he missed you know it's better and, to not and, say the stat and just say how impressive it is. Though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it was just like, yeah. I remember it going like, whoa. You know, like that's... Very impressive. Because he was, he's, for decades, he's picked and choose yeah. his, chosen his, his, his schedule. And he's not picking the fucking rinky-dink 30 under a week tournaments. You know, he's, they're WGCs, you know. 10 big, under big, for four rounds. Right, they're, they're big events. Hard you know, golf courses, you know, hard Oakmont, yeah. places like that where you're like, this guy's, you know, whapping three footers in under pressure, biggest crowds, you know. And three footers look like eight footers when you're standing behind. Yeah. You know, and, and that that's that's impressive. That's just that's just a zone that that's it's a like, it's a level of focus that almost no one can really attain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. Yeah. Um so which came first? Learning how to build clubs or the accident that you had? Uh, I learned how to build clubs in high school at my coach's shop. Okay. Um, he was cool enough. Uh, he knew that, like, my mom was a single teacher, so he gave her some, like, unbelievably low rate for my lessons for the week, which was just not the case, knowing that we already had an agreement that I would come in and, mm. you know, clean the bathrooms and do regrips and vacuum the floors at the end of the day. Yeah. So that I could get my lessons from yeah. my coach, Spread, who was just, uh, he was like, at the time, probably in his early 70s and as full of piss and vinegar as anyone could be. Love an old guy full of P and V. Um, he, he played uh, like seven clubs, and I don't think I ever saw him shoot above 76. Amazing. He was just, uh, I, think, I think his lowest putt round was like 21 putts. 
and he played with a Titleist Bullseye. I mean, just sweet. I, I mean, just as cool and salty as you could be, uh, as mean as ever. Mm -hmm. Didn't care about your feelings at all. Yep. And it's, it's sad to think that those guys are, are kind gone. of a thing of the past. Yeah, they're gone. Um, These kids nowadays will never experience a guy like that. When you know, like when I would card, you know, like a a plus eighty round, you know, he would simply say like. All of that was mental retardation. Yeah, you know, not a single bit of that was golf club equipment, or it's you, you know, yeah. you are stupid. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you have to appreciate the honesty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you're you're a stupid kid. You know nothing. You're overly confident. Yeah, and you step over shots like you can shape the ball both ways, but you're not good enough to yeah. shape the ball both ways. Mm -hmm. You barely got here today. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like you you barely got to the golf shop to hit balls today. You know, mm -hmm. like you can't go out on the course and shape the ball both ways and yeah. just hope that it's going to go okay you're handsy you're stupid you're young and none of that's none of those positions are cement yet you mm -hmm. haven't been doing it long mm -hmm. right what's interesting the through line in this conversation so far um is honesty the honesty that your golf coach brought to you at a young age the honesty that your friend joel brought to you and saying this is what you're really carding and then the honesty you mentioned at the top of the interview of i just got to be myself mm -hmm. on instagram um, and so it seems like honesty has been a big part of your life and from from an early age and something that's that's important for you to have a realistic expectation of what you were supposed to be inside of this game. Absolutely, man. And he's good, isn't he? He is, man. Yeah. Very insightful. Thank you. Thank you. Very eloquently <laughs> spoken also. I, I mean it, it's 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 so refreshing yeah. to uh, sit in a space where Well kudos to you because it's not easy to take those criticisms. It's not. You, you know, you and, have and, to and understand you, that they mean it yeah. as not that I'm trying to offend you as that I'm I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to make you more mature and yeah. understand that the constructive criticisms that you receive now are going to be a yeah. lot nicer than the not constructive criticisms that you receive. Reminds when you're me a lot Instagram. of yeah. mine yeah. and yeah. Adam's relationship right now. <laughs> um, Is that right? You know, he, He's not. He could, he could take a page out of your book and, and take my criticisms a lot better. I think. I want friends like that. <laughs> yeah, when you were mentioning your golf coach Fred, who just calls people <laughs> mental. Moving on. Uh, yeah. He's he's you got you guys would get along really really well. I I. Oh, an old guy that's mad at the world. Yeah, yeah of course you'd get along with that yeah. guy. Yeah. And I'm proud to be an American. Uh, uh, but okay, so let's talk about the accident. Yeah, man. Because that really changed everything for you. Yeah, sure did. Uh, what year and what happened? Uh, that would have been like 2015 or 2016. Mm -hmm. I was on my way from Huntington Beach to uh, Santa Fe Springs where I worked. Um, when I crashed, uh, it was just some asshole who decided he needed to be in my lane. You're on a bike? Yeah, yeah. So he just decided he needed to be in my lane. And I was looking at his driver fender or a city bus on the other side. Mm. So I was like... I pretty much just like elect the pavement, so I just grabbed both the brakes and just dumped it. And when I dumped it, every uh, bit of that just went straight to the inside of my left uh. knee. So that was the first point of contact, and it like pushed my knee up into my chest, and that ripped my hip flexor. And then just the impact with the ground and the bike landing on top of it fractured my ankle and I think my foot too. But and so you walked it off, went to work. I yeah, I jumped. I, <laughs> I jumped back on the bike and I rode the rest of the nine miles. To I work. knew that was coming. So I knew that was coming. Um, when I got to work, I it's realized. It's like shooting a bear. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when I got to work, um, I realized, like, when I touched my legs, 
that it all felt like pins and needles. And I noticed that I, I peed myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'll be candid with you yeah. here. Yep. I had peed myself. You're during, allowed to piss yourself yeah. when you have to lay down a bike. Yeah. So uh, I, I pissed myself and I realized like, okay, this isn't, I gotta go. To yeah. Th th this isn't some kind of just fluke. This is bad. And so when I went to the doctor, the lady looked at me and she was like, um, and then she just like turned around without saying anything, went and got a wheelchair and was like, that's okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll hobble back there. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a manly thing or anything. I just didn't, didn't want realize, it to cost yeah. extra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, when they took me back there, they were like, your meniscus is not there. It's non-existent. Yeah. It's not that it's torn. It's not that it's ripped. It's that it's not there. Yeah. Um, your patella is completely flat and it's going to affect the way that your knee interact with your quad muscles. And, um, I just asked him, I was like, well, do you think I'll be able to like swing a golf club? Like, normally again and they were like sir you're concerned about swinging a golf club right now yeah yeah and i was like well you know yeah it's yeah. what i do saturdays and sundays yeah. so yeah i would yeah. like to know if it's you know yeah and they were like well probably not normally mm. you'll probably never swing a golf club mm. normally or consistently mm. again and i was like we'll see you know so yeah um it took probably like a year to hit a bucket of balls again really yeah like okay. to be wow. able to be able to like stand there and do weight transfer it took about a year to be able to like hit a whole bucket of balls and what's your mindset when this is happening this is a long hard depressing road back yeah are you thinking about quitting or are you motivated by i'm going to prove the doctor's wrong and i'm going to get you know honestly there. i didn't really have any of those mindsets it mm -hmm. was more about um i just wanted to be mobile again and not walk funny with a hitch um i wanted to be able to walk up and downstairs yeah without feeling like the lateral control of my leg is just going to give out on me because that was the thing um if i put weight solely on that leg the hip and the knee would be out of alignment yeah. and so it would feel like everything was just going to give out so that was the problem in the golf swing and then i did some physical therapy for a while uh, mm -hmm. i went and saw an occupational therapist for a minute um and there, the difference between an occupational therapist and a physical therapist is a physical therapist you kind of have to go see again, but an occupational therapist gives you um, like exercises that you can do on your own that make you avoid coming back to see a physical therapist. So basically, I did uh, this really cool thing that I didn't know would help my golf game, but she told me stand on one leg whenever you get the chance. Uh -huh. Stand on your left leg if you're standing in line at the supermarket. Stand on it. If you're cooking, stand on one leg. Yeah. And, you know, work the muscles back and forth until you have more lateral control. Interesting. And that was really instrumental and very mm. helpful for me. That small little tidbit, yeah. kinda, I think, was pretty much the key to being able to swing a golf club normally wow. again. Nice. Now I deal with uh, early extension because uh. I don't have a lot of power and transition. So I get Makes a sense. lot of yeah. my power from developing a lot of lag and releasing the club early so that whips through the ball. And so that's why I still get it out over 300. The only problem is, is that I'm handsy. So mm -hmm. while my hands are really strong and very well-timed, it's got its downside. But it's streaky. Yeah, but, as, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'll take it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better than not swinging yeah, and the fact it. you're moving at 300 yards. I am also very handsy and uh, we've developed a slogan for my game, slappy, crappy, Ooh. and happy. Ouch. Yeah, uh, but you know, if you mm. just learn to live with it, and yeah. yeah. Um, but if you can develop more power and transition, yeah. and I assume that you're, you have early extension because of your left wrist position, that's like most people. 
Probably. M- most people struggle. If their left wrist was in a better position, they wouldn't be so uh, so handsy because yeah. it forces your body to be well, more synchronized. Ironically, Adam's been in transition for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 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 hard, man. It's grip yeah. and wrist position at the top are like probably two of the most difficult things to change in a golf swing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I appreciate that. And, I, and while Ryan is cracking himself up, I am listening. If you can't make yourself laugh, yeah. who can you make laugh? Yeah, man. But, well, you are down to just yourself at this point. <laughs> Uh, so I just you, don't want to be rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. You have um, a very successful Instagram handle, Custom Clubs. Yeah. Uh, custom underscore Clubs with a K. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to check it out. Yeah. Um, you know, you've amassed a five-digit following, mm-hmm. which is not easy to do. It's, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that takes a lot. It you, does. You got to put a lot of content out mm-hmm. there. You got to weather a lot of storms. You got to hit the the algorithm. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But your business is restoring and building custom clubs. How did this business come to be? How did you decide, okay, I'm going into golf equipment now So uh, by myself? After um, I worked for an engineering firm for a few years and um, I got tired of like being a kind of a lackey and kind of a do it all. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be more focused and specialized, so I decided I would pick a career in uh, sewer turbines and pumps. So, because um, it paid really well for the hazard and stuff, and I have a pretty strong stomach, so I figured, you know, what the hell. Um, I had a few fears, ladders and depths and heights and stuff, so yeah. that, that was great to overcome those two. Wow. Um, but at the beginning of COVID, being a city and county contractor, the company had to downsize and, you know, look out for itself. And me, I was. I was kind of a heavy piece of fat to trim. You know, I, I was making good money there, and um, being a specialist, I did pretty well. Hazard pay was was pretty prominent in what yeah. I did. Uh-huh. So the company, uh, we kind of came to a little agreement, um, and little severance. We're talking, yeah, yeah. It All was right. a, it was a nice little chunk, and Love it. they they were really great to me uh, from beginning to end. I have nothing against them at all they did me a huge favor to be honest yeah if it wasn't for them i would be uh, climbing down a 60 foot sewer right now and not sitting on a couch talking to you guys Ooh, nice so um when they laid me off at the beginning of uh, covid i had a two-week-old uh, infant and uh, that was pretty terrifying mm-hmm. uh, my wife had just had her so she was on disability too so um money was not or i guess called paternity pay or whatever whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so um after a few months of kind of like sitting around and kind of considering what I was going to do with my free time for occupational purpose, yada, yada, um, and unrelated events, I had bought a set of Mizunos, just the heads, and gotten a set of shafts on eBay and you know, some nice grips, and I threw them together. I went to the driving range, and I sold them out of my golf bag. So How did that happen? Uh, he walked up to me, and he said, dude, I've never seen golf clubs like this. You know, like, I've only ever seen them, you know, with steel yeah. shafts and black grips and black ferrules. I've, I've never seen this kind of, you know, like, color combination and you know, shaft combination. They feel great. I let him hit a few. And yeah. um, he was like, you know, would you let me buy these? I've been in the market for golf clubs. And I was just kind of, you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah, you can All buy All of a sudden, you're yeah. Dr. Dre selling yeah. tapes out I was, of the trunk. I was like, hmm, you know, <laughs> if I can pedal yeah. golf clubs to this, yeah. you know, to this guy at the driving range. Yeah. Without even trying. Yeah, I can uh, I can definitely, maybe, I can probably do something with this. Mm-hmm. And so I just started building on literally a plastic table just like that. Mm. And um, just stuck a vice down to it and mm-hmm. started doing my own uh, regrips and stuff like that. And 
Then I kind of, uh, when we moved, I got, uh, we have a four car garage, so I got one whole, I got. <laughs> nice humble brag. Yeah. Four cars. Where it's in Riverside. Got your boat man. on the side, too. Yeah, yeah. It's in Riverside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great math in yeah. Riverside, by it's, the way. Some of my favorites. <laughs> it's probably blue. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I started, I put up a you know nice machine table mm -hmm. and a drill press, with, you know, a radial axis arm and stuff, and a belt sander, all the things that I would need to really, you know, recondition golf clubs. And, you know, no fancy tooling. I don't have any laser leveling. I don't have any frequency Old equipment. School. Yeah. yeah. So um, when Instagram came around, I had posted, you know, like I didn't really have like an Instagram at first. I was just kind of building golf clubs, going to the driving range and kind of offloading them that way. And uh, when I realized that there might be more of like a Instagram market, yeah. I made one. And after like six months, I probably had 500 followers or something. Um, and then nonchalantly, I posted a reel uh, of just me smashing a two iron somewhere out into the darkness. Yeah. And that got like 400 something thousand views. Wow. Yeah. And overnight, I woke up the next day with like 5,000 followers. Crazy how that happens. Yeah. And um, that's funny because I spent my entire high school just like hitting two irons right off the center. And they called me Mr. Two Iron. Unfortunately, Instagram wasn't available back then, so I didn't get to pick up uh, any followers. And you never owned a two iron. <laughs> So I, uh, Mr. Two Iron. Yeah. By the way, that, that I, I would like people to start calling me that because I've missed it. I've missed being called Mr. Two Iron. Yeah. I'll definitely recognize you as that from now. Thank on. you, Chris. I appreciate no that, doubt, dude. Yep. Um, so yeah, then I just kind of decided to keep that, mm -hmm. um, trend going and, you know, in a few months I had 10 K and then I dealt with, uh, some shadow banning on Instagram yeah. because of my memes and yeah, yeah, my, my happenings and whatnot. I did introduce you as a meme lord. Yeah, it, it gets me in trouble sometimes, but it's worth it. Now, where do where do your opinions? Are you, are you a generally very opinionated person? No, I'm I'm a very neutral person, but I'm I would say my most opinionated topic is not being opinionated. Mm. I, I I I would say that I'm kind of like the antithesis. You mm -hmm. know, like I just. I'm a very neutral party. I yeah. just think it's really funny how butthurt people get when you call them on their shit. It's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, So yeah. I, um, you know, like the hybrid irons and stuff and like the white pants if you're not a five handicap. Like, I don't fucking care what you wear yeah. to the golf course, bro. Like, wear whatever the fuck but you want. But it's fun to make but fun But it's of. funny to make fun, you know. That's like, where yes. we are. And people are like, you guys shouldn't say stuff about what people wear. And it's like, we're <laughs> fucking joking. Dude, it, wear whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Dude. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yeah, that the whole like poking fun at just you know random demographics of yeah. golfers and people mm -hmm. just yeah. kind of well, it, there's so many kooky golfers. Yeah, there out are there. man. There's so many. I and mean, you a, cannot go to any course, country club or muni, and not get out of your car, pull your bag out of the trunk, and look around and go, wow. See some Ricky Flower some guy. Really there, good, you know? There's some really good people watching today, huh? You know what I mean? Like, the good news some is, kooky golfers. Yeah, you know where you're at now because yeah. everyone's got a hat that says it in big block yeah. letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Muni! <laughs> Rid! Yeah. The Wick! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, dude, yeah. this is like an FBI hat that they sell down at Venice <laughs> yeah, Beach. Dude, for sure. And you are 55 years old. Yeah, man. What 
are you doing? Yeah. Are they paying you to wear that monstrosity? Oh, oh, yeah, man. that's my other poke fun is like people that you know go to their local forty dollar municipal golf yeah. course and they're dressed in five hundred dollars of Adidas gear. Yeah, yeah. It's just mm. I, I, you know, I mean, like in my opinion, you look like a Russian guy in a tracksuit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's just that's the kind of fun that I like to poke at people, and yeah. I don't fucking care what you wear to the golf course, man. I care more about you fixing your ball marks and yeah. Preach. Fix your ball marks, fill your divots, rake the sand. Just, and hurry up. Yeah, dude, and just just move it along because I've played with guys that shoot 104 and I've played with guys that shoot 68. And So you've played with Ryan and me. <laughs> I, that would be a fun threesome. That would. It yeah, would be fun. Exactly. And while you're on the subject of fixing ball marks, uh, Patrick, oh, thank let's you, get a little zoom in on this. Is that possible? Am I asking for things that can't be done? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, you made this beautiful divot repair tool. Yeah, man. Um, Solid brass. Yes, sir. Uh, Ryan has one there as well. Yeah. These are awesome. Yeah, handmade. These will hurry someone up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're a multi-purpose tool. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're, they're for stabbing. They're for smoking. They're yeah. for fixing your ball marks. They're mm. for piercing your cigar. Yeah. They're, they're, they're for a lot of different things. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. unlike other six-way divot repair tools you don't need to market that as much as they do no. you just say figure it out <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes sir which yeah. i like and, and while they are more expensive than what you buy on amazon or whatever they actually fix the ground better than a ball marker with two prongs i this feel is, that because this air that's racer, why right? i still use a t most of the time yeah. because i just it's fast man yeah it's fast it looks clean it's yeah. pretty and this is basically just me stealing a design of a t and then putting a brass handle on it it's, I like that. it's the it's and I have a new generation of these that are going to be coming out in the next few months of uh, some a variants of this, but mm. it'll be a little bit more expensive. It'll be a little bit more of like a, a classy, you know, mm -hmm. gentleman's pocket piece than cool. anything. I hate to put you on the spot. We can edit yeah. it out if we need to. Mm -hmm. That's the glory of what yeah. Ingle mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. live to tape. He just yeah. kind of had a like a Tourette's episode mm -hmm. and blurted that out. But now, now it works because we can edit this Tourette's. if you need to. Tourette's. <laughs> um, are you bankrolling everything right now off of golf clubs bankrolling you mean like, like is this paying taxes like, no 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 is this uh, your thing yeah man th th this is uh this is my full-time god bless you how yeah. awesome is that so it's a you get laid off mm -hmm. you go to the driving range you sell something and now you are the father of two and mm -hmm. making a good honest living yeah off building of, golf clubs and that's so tools cool. and good for you. thanks man yeah it's uh it's been a weird um i think a lot of it has to do with you again willing to be honest with yourself and mm -hmm. like really sit back and like weigh your pros and cons like do i want to go back and work for a water district and make forty dollars an hour yeah. and work 50 hours a week yeah. or do i want to make a thousand dollars you know a thousand dollars a month and work three nights a week for mm -hmm. a few hours right and build some amazing things that i have pretty much complete creative freedom over how cool is that so you're your own boss at a time where how cool is it to be your own boss yeah two, two kids you yeah. know like that's we know that's not easy with work. unlimited potential yes yeah. and my my wife makes a good living as a nurse practitioner so money isn't necessarily the biggest thing for me it's more about i could pay someone to take care of my kids mm -hmm. or i could do it myself and know that i'm doing a better job and mm -hmm. i can introduce them to golf at a younger age and amen get them off of Rad. the internet and from watching mm-hmm stereotypical tv mm -hmm. yeah um, i just i see something different for my kids than necessarily what i had yeah um because i had both uh kind of sectors of it i had a lot of freedom where i experimented and did things 
that I don't want my kids to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if I had been more dedicated to golf, I probably just would have been doing those things at the golf course mm. while getting better at golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was still always doing things that I shouldn't be doing. It's just whether or not I was at the golf course practicing yeah, yeah, doing yeah. them or whether I was in a shady spot doing them where I mm-hmm. shouldn't be an Albert, you know, an Albertsons. So, um, love birds. Great produce section. Yeah. Meat section. Not so much. No, no. I go to Stater brothers Same. for my meats. Yeah. 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 And, and as Stater brothers will tell you in their slogan, our meat made us famous. Yeah, that's true. Everyday low prices. So did Wilt Chamberlain. Um, this has been such a fun and refreshing conversation. I feel like you are very like-minded to us. Yes, sir. We absolutely adore the game of golf, and I think there's maybe a little perception out there that we don't because we've gone after the people that are in the space. But we're not going after the game. We love the game. But the, but the people that are the people that have an issue with the shrink the game mindset, it's because they came after and mm-hmm. and they played golf when it was cool and when it was a trend. They have nothing to hold on to. Yes. And um, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I think that if you played golf when it wasn't fucking cool, like I did, like mm-hmm. you did, it wasn't. There weren't girls fucking lining up to handle all of you know the the go- the golfers on our high school team, bro. I wore a mock neck, and you know my pleats were as big as me. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's there's nothing of more social detriment than being six foot three, 190 pounds, yeah. acne covered, squeaky voice, wearing a turtleneck to yeah. fucking your third period English class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's there's there was no social escape yeah. from that, and yeah. now if you play golf, you're just a part of kind of the the newer introduction to golf, which I last three years has been really insane. It's it's been great though. It's been yeah, great it's for been the great. game. It's been great for my business. There's po- there's, po- there's positives for it. Hey. For sure, there's negatives but, too. Yeah, exactly. No no doubt. And I feel like um, the more I want 85% of the golfers that are here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I want the 15% of gatekeepers and uh, guys that can't seem to figure out their ego in golf. And mm-hmm. and Barstool. Yeah. I def- yeah. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Yeah, we're not even going to give them Please a line. Don't. I just, uh, the pizza uh, reviews thing, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our new transfusion can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pizza. It's grape juice and vodka. <laughs> fucking kill me, Cool. <laughs> It's the new drink of golf. Find me the most comfortable place of road to lay down on. Yeah, and then run me over repeatedly. Christ. <gasps> yeah, I just there's there, there there's a sector of golf that um, I think we can all agree yeah. that we just want to ignore. Yeah, and it, it, it will go back to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think that the people who are here to stay will stay, yeah. and the people who are doing it because it's what they can do right now. As much as we want to include everyone, and and and. In all honesty, we do. You know what I mean? Like anyone can go I'm online and buy your it. shirt. Dry yeah. clean only, but that, everyone can go online yeah. and buy the shirt. That, that, <laughs> the, the, the point is, yeah. is that golf is not only expensive. They can buy a T-shirt right now. Is that still fifty percent? Yeah, 50% it is fifty percent off. Yeah. By the time this While airs, that'll last. be long gone. While supplies last, but golf is not only expensive; it's very time-consuming. It is. But most importantly, it's extremely difficult and very frustrating. And it mm-hmm. takes it takes an enormous amount of of mental fortitude and maturity mat- and and 
being willing to suck. Yeah, man. Because you're gonna have it, to. You yeah. know, and you're gonna have to. And and not only that, I think the most important part about all this thing, and it's why we're going to see so many of this boom golf area drop off, is that everything's pointing towards this selfish experience right now. Yeah. It's your it's your yeah. swing speed, Absolutely. it's your this, it's your that. And at the end of the day, if you have a guy who's a new golfer who's excited, he's here on the boom, he's 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 buying everything everyone's selling and he's playing with his close friends because all you really have is your community in life right yeah. and you're playing with your close friends if you're going to be the selfish guy as time goes on that those close friends they're not going to want to play with you anymore absolutely and that selfish guy is going to have a hard time going to these courses and getting paired up with randoms yeah. and dealing with that and eventually he's going to either have to change his ways or her ways mm -hmm or quit quit yep. you know and we're gonna see we're gonna see a fall off in a in a number of different categories um and that's fine you know what i mean um the, yeah i'm okay with that yeah that doesn't bother me at all we we, we, have a, we have a friend's birthday this weekend mm -hmm. and we wanted to plan some some a little brunch maybe a little game ahead of time or something mm -hmm. so i was even looking at some of the the executive courses like hey let's go play nine in the morning roll in the brunch mm -hmm. have a nice day and stuff Drink and we got yeah we yeah. got we got this <laughs> We got this idea like a week in advance. Mm -hmm. Not a chance. Really? All the tea times. Couldn't yeah. book a goddamn wow. golf course. You know, man, if you come out towards me, though, there is... There's some yeah. spots. Definitely. Yeah, there's some yeah. spots. Yeah. But, I mean, like, lo locally speaking, Around you know, here, it's an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, really and, and not only that, I had a friend come in here who's a member um, at Aliso Country Club. And he just moved back to Michigan. So he has this, like, partnering membership, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I just couldn't take it anymore. I... I still come out here occasionally, consult for the company I used to work for, but I moved back to Michigan because it's like, at the club out there, you, you you roll in, there are no tea times. It's just like, let me know when you're ready. Mm -hmm. We'll get you out. Yeah. You know? And it's like here, it's like, I had to be at 6 a.m. at my own course that I'm paying dues at. Seven days ahead, right when it goes online. That's ridiculous. Man. And that, that's, that's really just hard ridiculous. To, that's really hard to stomach. That's and really, it's ridiculous. A lot, and I think what really upsets me about it is that they're not getting as much as you know someone who really cherishes their Absolutely. their 18 holes and you know their four and a half to five hours right. in the greatest place on earth right yeah i, I think it, it comes down to um realistic expectations mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh understanding that if you're upset with golf it's because you don't practice mm -hmm. and yeah if uh, you suck at putting, it's because you don't practice and mm -hmm. if yep. you go to the driving range often but you only hit you know 30 driver balls it's probably not going to help you because yeah. I hit, you know, maybe uh, six or seven drivers around. Correct. Maybe. Correct. Um, and I just feel like people's priorities are a little bit back asswards. And hopefully during this drop off and period of frustration that I know people are experiencing right now. Yeah, you know, the same people that talk shit about us in high school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the, those very same people who said, oh, you're a stupid golfer, mm -hmm. you're a stupid golf bag. Well, you know, now you're not in the NFL. Um, your knees are fucked up. <laughs> yep. Um, and you you are at the range with the Strata yeah. box set asking me for advice on Instagram. There you go. And and Becky didn't turn out to the, no, be the girl that we didn't. thought she would she be. She was heavy, know, huh? So. Yeah. yeah. She gained a little weight. <laughs> yeah. She sure did. She, she did. Sure did. She gained a little weight. You yeah. Know? You didn't you, you didn't stick out for the right yeah. the right one. Yeah. You just got all hot and bothered yeah. about it and jumped right in. Yeah. I love it. Um, again. One of the most refreshing conversations I think we've ever had on this show. That was super fun, and well, thank appreciate you guys for it very much. Me. Yeah, that was that was the best. And uh, let's see, where did uh, 
Oh god, I nope. handed I handed Adam something. Here, you, got, you almost got, got rid of it. You got the angle on the lapel. Let's get this, this man a let's get yep. this man a smoking tom. Welcome to the club, my friend. Thank you, Chris. So I try not to stab you, try to stab myself. Hey man, I'm sure you stabbed yourself. Yeah, I know. You're officially in. Thank you, sir. Thank you, that was so much fun. That, thank yeah. you guys, man. Cheers, Chris. Yeah. What a conversation. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Shout out to Young Bowski. Hey. You told us Chris was a great yeah. guy. Yeah. You were right, Young yeah. Bowski. Young Bowski's <laughs> been right more often than not. Young Bowski yeah. is a is he's a purveyor of good vibes. He really he's is. He's a purveyor he, of yeah. golf and uh, the kind of uh, love, attitude that we want. Love the positive golf. flows from that guy. It's yeah. really really refreshing. So, thanks guys. Thanks for watching. Go yep. follow Chris at Custom Clubs, Custom underscore Clubs with a K. Yes. And uh, you will be very entertained. Sweetest swing in golf Instagram history. Sorry, Dave. Thank Fink. you. <laughs> Dave Fink's got some great tips. Though. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. Yeah. He's got some great tips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thank Good you, job, guys. Boys.